word and worship. It's you. God speaking directly to you. He is going to flow through those who submit to him. Number one, you're going to renew your mind with the word of God every day. Number two, you're going to put some of it in your heart. You're going to memorize a few scriptures. Okay. Number three, you're going to worship him with that word. Right, that's why we do that four times a week on this show. And then the fourth thing is you're going to literally spend time with him alone. We want to literally see his power flow through us in this time. So if you're going to do that, you, you, you need to get close to him. That's why we worship Monday, Thursday on praise and prayer, and Friday and Sunday on word and worship. It's you. God is speaking directly to you. Welcome. Here we are on Sunday, December 10th. I'm live in the studio. Um, those of you waiting uh, live, apologize, had to switch some, some software around, but we're live here on Rumble, and we're going to just get into Romans 9, talking about God's sovereign choice and digging into really about a controversial topic of predestination versus election, all these, uh, you know, um, all, all these topics uh, that really come down to a real deep truth of of, uh, that's pretty special when you realize that God's actually chosen you. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be digging into uh, that as we, as, as we go here. So I'm going to lift this up to prayer. We'll dig into the Word of God, then we'll get into some awesome worship music. And uh, let's, get, let's get started on that. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the privilege of digging into your Word. Thank you for giving us the, you know, the basic instruction before leaving earth, the Bible. Uh, to give us these great scriptures, of, uh, and especially the book of Romans that teaches us so much about the true gospel. Uh, Lord, we just want to worship you today and uh, learn from you as you renew our minds uh, with the word of God. Uh, Lord, I know your word is active and living, sharper than a double-edged sword, and it pierces to the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, and it's discerning then thoughts and intentions of our heart. So Lord, may you just allow it to penetrate us and change us and renew our mind and allow us to be the children of God you want us to be. Thank you for this book of Romans. Thank you for chapter nine that talks about how sovereign you are and that you actually chose us, Lord. We love you and we say these things in the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so uh, with that, I wanna just jump into some scripture uh, real quick to kind of dig into all this fun stuff. Um, what we look at is in Romans 9, again, God's sovereign choice. It's about 33 verses, and I tell you what, it just jumps to all kinds of other scripture throughout the Bible and, and really tackles some, some tough topics. So let's dig in right now. I'll read through just the whole 33 verses to give you the context of what we're going to be digging into, and we'll come back and really dig into it after we do some worship, okay? I'm speaking the truth. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed to cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. So 
Paul, who wrote this, is, is in anguish because he realizes that many of the Jewish people are not listening to the true gospel that he's preaching. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I'll return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also with when Rebekah had conceived children by the one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born, and had done nothing, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue. Not because of works, but because of him who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger. As it was written, Jacob I loved, and Esau I hated. This is the important concept here of election. It's a theological concept a lot of people argue over. We'll dig into exactly what I believe that means and how you can uh, use that just to get closer to God and renew your mind. What shall we say then? Is there justice on God's part? By no means. For he said, or was there injustice on God's part? Let me start over. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, or exertion, so then it depends on not on human will or exertion, your efforts, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? What will what is molded say to the molder? Why have you made me like this? Has a potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and one for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called, not from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people, I will call my people. And her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. Obviously talking about the Gentiles there. And Isaiah cries out to concerning Israel, though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts has not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. This last part talks about Israel's unbelief here. What shall we say then? 
The Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it. That is a righteousness that is by faith. But the Israel who pursued a law that was that has led to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith. But it is if were based on works. See, this is so key right there. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, and it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So that's a beautiful thing. You will not be put to shame if you believe in Christ, but you've got to do it by faith. If you're if you're focused on I'm going to heaven because of what I'm doing, my works, then you don't understand the gospel. That's why this whole book is so important to make sure you cement yourself on why you're going to heaven and when you go to the pearly gates and they say hey why are you going to get to heaven you need to have the correct answer the answer is nothing to do with you and what you've done it's a hundred percent i claim the blood of christ it's a hundred percent because i know christ i have faith in him it's by faith is why we become abraham's seed has nothing to do with what we've done We've just accepted the free gift. This is such a key part of the gospel. It was such a thing for me when I was 29 years old and finally read through the New Testament and accepted Christ as my savior. And the biggest thing that hit me was like, wow, it has nothing to do with good people going to heaven and bad people going to hell. No, we're all bad people. And we're all going to hell without a savior. And so there's one way to get there. You know, and that's, that's such a key thing that everybody needs to understand is salvation is by faith alone and it has nothing to do with works. Now we're created to do good works and after we're saved, we're going to love him so much and if it's in the heart, we are going to go do good works. But that does not save us, right? That's why, that's why faith without works is dead, right? Because if you're not doing good things, you probably don't have them in your heart, right? So that's a, this is a key thing. It's also, we talk about God chose us and he doesn't choose others. And that seems, some, some people, that's unfair. But again, that's like talking to a potter and telling him, no, you're not allowed to do with the clay what you want to. And then we're gonna dig into how, how that really deepens the love he has for us. And so we're gonna be digging into that as we go. But first, let's, let's dig into some just beautiful music and start worshiping. We have uh, Annette here, thank you, our, our, our lone worshiper this morning so far. Um, but this is, bless the Lord, O my soul. Well, why don't you read this, Annette? Go ahead. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, to worshiping the Lord mm -hmm. with you and all of us. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, Psalm 1031. You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Nahum 13a. Your name is great. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 106. Sing like never before, O oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O oh, you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Psalm 34. Let's wow. worship. That's awesome. Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. He's rich in love, he's full of anger. 
His name is great. We can just sing like never before to him. Lord, on oh my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name.
bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Trying to get uh, net to go bigger, but it's not working for me there. But we we'll, we'll, we got a beautiful song here. This is a uh, what a beautiful name. And um, the song again. Every there's rows of shared right there. The roses behind us. This is a uh, every single video piece of piece of video is a different name for Christ. And that's what a beautiful name it is. Wonderful, powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. Colossians 1.6 says, The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Jesus. The second verse emphasizes in the song, says, You were the beginning, one with God, Lord Most High. Your hidden glory revealed you are Christ. Points to John 1 1 in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1 14 talks about the Word became flesh. I was talking about Jesus. So it's in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. You didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us, this he set aside, nailed to the cross. Death could not hold you. For you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? Uh, Romans 8, 38, 39, it says, For I am sure that neither life nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. And that's what this whole chapter 9 is about. He selected us specifically before the end of before the beginning of the earth. Woo! Notice every video representing the name of Christ.
just judge. He canceled the record of debt that stood against us with the legal demands. He sets aside, nail it to the cross. The names of Jesus in this video they talked about the Rose of Sharon the bright morning star he's the creator he's the Savior he's the Lamb of God he's the bread of life the King of Kings the beginning and the end he's the root of David he's the hope of nations Emmanuel he's Redeemer he's the Son of Man he's our advocate he's the Word he's the Good Shepherd he's the fountain of living water he's the rock the true vine the chief cornerstone, the mediator of the covenant, the just judge, the resurrection and the life, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the son of righteousness, the lily of the valley, the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door, he's the author and finisher of our faith, the amen, the prince of peace, the humble king. He's the image of God, he's the king of Israel. He's the exalted one. 
He's a servant king. He's a carpenter. He was a man of sorrows. He's a bridegroom. He's a light of the world. He's a miracle worker. He's the great I am. It's Jesus. All right, I'm really excited. It looks like uh, the music's working this today. So um, I've adjusted quite a few things, upgraded uh, uh, the, to the latest software on almost everything and making sure the bandwidth is looking good. So we're doing all we can to, to uh, make this music just be beautiful for you guys. And that's one of those songs I just love. I don't know about you, uh, the beautiful name and then having that video just a videographer just knocked that out of the park, didn't they? Um, putting all the names of Jesus in all those videos. Woo! Beautiful. What we're going to do now is something that I just love to do. And uh, it's kind of the, uh, I, I kind of go through different stages in how I like to teach, right? Sometimes I just like marinate on certain scriptures and talk to you about what's from my, my heart and those. And other times I just, I want to really see what the rest of the Bible is talking about in that similar scripture. And that's kind of the, the phase I'm in now, if you will. And so we're going to go through and just a lot of different scriptures that kind of talk and, and relate to this uh, the, the, this scripture in chapter 9 of Romans, right? So it kind of hopefully gives you a good, uh, a good uh, wide view of what Paul's talking about here. So let's dig in right now to this. Uh, this is, probably do this in a couple segments because there's quite a bit to go through. It says, I am speaking the truth in Christ. This is verse 1, right? And I am not lying. My conscience bears with me in the Holy Spirit that I may have that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. So this is Paul. He loves the Jewish people, right? He 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 was one. He's a Pharisee, as you know. He was Saul. He was persecuting the church, and then when he found this, he knew he knew how hard his heart was, and God had to literally come down and choose him to be his servant and blinded him and everything, right? And so he knows that he was chosen. He was chosen to suffer for Christ. Um, for I wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. So here he is literally saying, like, I, I want, I, I, would, I would love for all these Jewish brothers of mine to come to Christ and, and I would give up my life for them. And that's how much love he had for for his first people in Romans 11 14 we'll get to pretty soon it says in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them so here he is again later we'll see we're going through all of Romans we're on chapter 9 now in a few chapters from when we get to chapter 11 he's gonna say gosh if I could just make my Jews jealous and, and, and save some of them so he used all kinds of techniques to try to influence his brothers they are Israelites and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, the promises. So we could dig into this quite some time. What you know? What what are some of these things like the glory? Uh, gosh, this talked about all over the scriptures, right? Exodus 40, 34 says, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Remember that? All the way back in the desert. Um, how would it have been to see that? Where you see the cloud by day and the fire by night, right? You see, here we see in 1 Samuel 4, 21, and then she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured and because of the father-in-law and her husband. So we know that the glory 
Uh, you don't want the glory of God to depart from you, right? That's why you want to stay in Christ uh, for sure. But uh, at this point in time in the Old Testament, the glory of God was, was in the ark, right? When, when, the ark, when they had the ark of the covenant. The glory is also talked about in Kings, 1 Kings 8, 11 says, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud. The glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Right, this is why the priests only would go into Holy Holies once a year with a rope tied around them. So if they happened to die, they could pull them out of there. Um, the whole point is, is that the glory of the Lord was in the Holy of Holies, in that temple. It was in even the early temple for Moses that was, a, was more of a movable tent that moved around, right? Um, when we go back to Romans, you will see this whole... Uh, that and that was just talking about the we talked about the adoption the glory and then we have the covenants so one part talks about the covenants is genesis 17 which says that i may make my covenant between you and me and may multiply you greatly this is all back in 17 when he's doing this um i believe this was with, with, with abraham um i think i should go look at read full chapter to see if that's abraham or, or later with isaac and jacob yeah it was abraham the abrahamic covenant they call it right and so he's the father of all our faith if i go here to the giving of the law um you can see some of that way back in deuteronomy 4 14 where it says and the lord commanded me that time to teach your statutes and rules that you might do them in the land that you are going over to possess so he commanded all this and he gave, basically gave them this law to help guide them and, and allow them to be successful in uh, being the people of God versus just regular old pagans. Um, we, see the, we see besides the giving of the law, we see this worship. And this is obviously what we're doing right now. This is what we call this word worship. Instead of just teaching for 45 minutes, we try to break this up into maybe three sections of eight minutes or so so that we keep a flow going of just deep worship as we'll get into that here in a second but it talks about the israel's israelis and worship too and hebrews 9 1 talks about this now even the first covenant had regulations for worship and earthy earthly places of holiness right so just the the whole shofars and the music and the lyres and the and the, they had music back then a lot and and all the psalms are tons of just worship music in there David was big into that, obviously, as well. And he, Romans 12, we're going to get into this. He's going to talk about the living sacrifice of us. It's about worship, right? It says, I appeal to their forebrothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and central God, which is your spiritual worship. So when we're, this is why I think it's vital. And this is one of the reasons why we do this four times a week, Monday and Tuesday, and praise and prayer. Friday and Sunday on word and worship because we are presenting our bodies as living sacrifice. Our spiritual worship is just committing to him. And uh, he he loves worship. And and you look at this this last part here, it talks about the promise. Obviously, uh, the, the promise that was given to Abraham, Acts talks about it, says, and we bring your good news that what God promised to the fathers Right, and that was back to all the way to the Abrahamic covenant. So you can just see God had had such big plans for His Israeli uh, brothers and sisters, His you know the the twelve tribes of Israel. Right, unfortunately there there was this uh, uh, He called them stiff-necked and was really frustrated with them. Um, 
But he always knew he would be opening it up to the Gentiles, and that's part, part of what we, we're studying here. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed and forever. And so, you know, God was chose them. They chose the Israeli people. He could have chosen any people. He didn't choose them because of they were great or anything. He chose them because he chose them. <laughs> he just chose a group and he made them peculiar. He made them very unique by giving them the law. And we see in Ephesians 4, 6, one God and Father of all who's over all and through all and in all. We need to understand there's only one God in all the universe. He's the creator of everything. He chose Israel for a reason. All right, and remember, we're as Gentiles grafted into the roots of Israel, right? So, so any theology that say all of Israel, there's not even a remnant left, and all Israel's evil, and, and God's just moved on to the Gentiles, that's just incorrect, right? We're grafted into Israel as a root, and remember, Jesus was an Israeli, right? So we got to understand. Um, that, that it's just really dangerous truth or theology about the Khazarian Jews. It doesn't have any DNA evidence for it. Just two or three books that talk about it, about all the, and that, that all the Jews in Israel right now are evil. That's just wrong. We've got to be very careful of that. Um, but it is true that the Abrahamic promise and covenant um, is, is to, to all who believe by faith. That's, that's the biggest... Um, Thing we're going to learn as we dig into this. This also talks about blessed forever. Okay, um, so if you are in Christ, who is God overall, that you are going to be blessed forever. Christ is blessed forever, right? And that is an important concept too. Way way back in Romans one, we talked about this because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature. These are these are atheists and people that 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 think that they can ascend. A lot of truthers right now that think they can ascend the fourth and fifth density without Christ, they're serving themselves. They're, 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 they're worshiping a creature. This is dangerous because they exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. This blessed forever Christ, he was there at the beginning. He's always existed. That's what eternal means. Remember, in the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. The, we're not alpha, okay? We get, to, we get to enjoy in Christ the Omega, right? The 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 the, the living forever. But we we didn't always exist. We were not the Alpha. The Great Creator is only Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, one God, in these three personhoods, right? That is that is the true God. Remember, I just emphasize this so much. It is vital that we unite together as the body of Christ, as the remnant, right? In three things. The right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel. But we cannot compromise on those three things. And we can have different opinions on election, which we're going to talk about today, or predestination. Um, we can have different opinions on baptism and how you baptize. And, but, but we cannot, we cannot sacrifice the truth of how you go to heaven. <laughs> right? That's the gospel. The, and the only way you get to the gospel, the true, true heaven, is understanding the true God and the true Jesus. That's the only way. The only way through the Father is through me, says Jesus, right? Um, and he, as we continue to get, get into verse 6 here, um, but it is not enough, but it is not though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all children of Abraham are 
are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. So this is a key thing. So just because you are of the bloodline of one of the 12 tribes does not mean that you are going to fall into the promise. This is, this is very vital. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of promise that are counting as offspring. Now, some people misread this and, and take this out of just this one verse and say, only the people who believe are who God loves and cares about, and, and he's abandoned the Jewish people completely. But again, Paul's the one who teaches us that they're the roots and we're grafted in, okay? So, and that we can't be, we, we can't take that stance. You have to read the whole Bible, not just one sentence, right? That's a, that's a very important part of what we do. So when it talks about his offspring, right here, right? Who are his offspring? Um, we know from Galatians 4 and other places, but it says, but the sons of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through the promise. So this is basically talking about, if you're, if you're living in like Adam, right versus the, the old man right the the new man is uh, while the son of the free woman was born of the promise that's that this 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 is a go points to a couple things this could also be um uh, talking talking about like hagar versus verse versus sarah and uh you know when, when it came when it came to the free woman here but the whole point is um the offspring is the people who who are who are on that promise of Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, right? And the promise of having millions of people that are His people. So, who are God's people? Well, it's to me, it is definitely the people that love Christ, number one. But it's also um, some people that He's going to choose later that He knows that are of the bloodlines of the twelve tribes. That's kind of what I think. The whole Bible teaches as you dig into it in more detail. Um, it says, through Isaac, your offspring be named, right? So you can dig into a little more detail on that. Galatians uh, says, and if you're Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. Heirs according to the promise. So there's other people, other, you know, obviously a, a, a person that's a Jew would say that no, the Jesus was not the Messiah and were not Abraham's offspring. Well, that's just not true. The Bible clearly shows us that Christ is the Messiah by all the fulfilled prophecies from the Old Testament, but also right here, Galatians 3.29. And if you are Christ, means you've accepted him as your Savior, like we talk about in Romans um, 10.9. We're about ready to get to the next chapter, right? That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right, and this says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So you have been chosen by the Lord God Almighty, which we're going to get into in, a, in more detail here as we dig through the rest of this chapter. Um, and that makes you an offspring of Abraham and heirs of his promise. This means that it's not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. And uh, you can see another example of that here in Hebrews 11:8, where it says, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. All right, so very consistent. I just love how you can see how Hebrews and Galatians and Romans are just colliding into this true gospel and what he does and how much he loves us and how much he actually selected us for this purpose. 
And the children of the promise is talked about in eight as well. But the children of the promise are counted as his offspring, right? You'll see here, Galatians 4.28. You now, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. He's talking to, to, to these believers right now. You, brothers, like Isaac, are children of the promise. So you are children of the promise. You know, when you're trying to figure out what your identity in Christ is, this is part of what you look at. You are children of the promise. Verse 9 says, For this is what the promise said about this time next year I'll return and Sarah shall have a son. Talking about Sarah in verse 9. All the way back, you remember this story from Genesis 18. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year and Sarah shall have a son. She was like 90 years old. She'd been barren her whole life. And all of a sudden she has this child of promise, Isaac. Uh, true miracle. That's what this is pointing back to, obviously. And not only so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by the one man, our forefather Isaac. Remember Rebecca, who uh, was loved more than Leah. Um, but she was barren for, for years until finally um, God blessed her. Genesis 25, which is in Isaac, uh, and Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. This is uh, the power of prayer right there. That's why we do praise and prayer as well, right? Uh, though they were, if we get to verse 10, uh, we just got the 10. Verse 11 says, though they were not yet born and had done nothing, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because it works, but because of him a call. So we'll dig into this election right now and then get into some more songs. But let's just talk a little bit of that. It talks about... Uh, in verse 11 here him who calls so we know though they were not yet born and had done nothing to either good bad and bad in order that god's purpose of election might be sin not because it works but because of him who calls this is the power of god he decides he decides this right and you see this uh in one of our my my memory verses that we already talked about a couple weeks ago and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And for those who are called according to his purpose. Right? We know this. So LT named his whole whole show on that, right? He used to watch that Bless Teach show for years before he started doing what he did. And he's just done so awesome focusing on the word as he teaches truth. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So God calls people according to his purpose, not our purpose, his purpose. That's why we're the clay and he's the potter. And part of this whole walk is just submitting to him and he has amazing things planned for us. The older will serve the younger. This talks about, um, as I as written, Jacob I loved and H who I hated, which is interesting. Even though he stated this, he did uh, he did allow not not allow the descendants of Asu to be uh, eliminated Im immediately as the conquest and Joshua came. He made him go around them. Um, later they rebelled though and uh, were at war with with the people of Israel. But it is interesting uh, if you if you look into that. But the older will serve the younger. We saw that back on. Genesis 25, where it says, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. The two peoples from with you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. There's God literally telling, um, you know, through, through, through probably an angel, uh, that uh, the older was going to serve the younger there. 
And uh, we also see this whole thing about Esau and Malachi. This is where it says it. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you say, how have you loved us? Is not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have laid waste on his hill country and left his heritage to jackals in the desert. And so eventually his descendants did. You know, were jackals in the desert. They, uh, they, their, their whole land was taken over. And uh, that's by God's choice. Cho he, he chose Jacob, even though he was a deceiver. He, and he chose Israel, even though they were stiff-necked people. Right? He chooses us even though we're sinful, even though we make mistakes. He chooses us for his purposes. So if he's chosen us, if you've accepted it as your Christ, he knew you were going to do that. Right? This is that whole thing about free will versus him choosing. And both are true. Right? Because <laughs> he foreknows everything. But what we do know is it's a beautiful, beautiful reminder that if you've been chosen by God, that's a huge privilege. And with that, we should just worship him. That he's purposely chosen you and he's got a calling for you talk ephesians 4 talks about he's called you to something so part of our journey and our abundant life is, is is finding what that is let him build your life right and that's what we're going to sing about right now let god build your life so um annette do you mind doing this one i know it's long <laughs> and i'll read the bottom absolutely. part absolutely mm -hmm. yes um and I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation and put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. John 14, 23. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hebrews 12, 28a. Worthy of every breath, we live for you, Jesus, the name above every other name, the only one who could ever save. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Galatians 2.20 Therefore God has highly exalted and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Philippians 2 9 holy there is none no one like you no one beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God Exodus 8 10 B Jesus said to him whoever has seen me has seen the Father John 14, 9a. Fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me, and I will give you a new heart, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And please, Rick, you have yeah, to read this. Ezekiel the last. 36, 26. So, guys, this is awesome. Just look yeah. at those scriptures that this psalm points to. Build your life on Him. That's what this is all about.
crucified with Christ is no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. Let's be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken out of Hebrews 12, 28. He chooses us. He chose you specifically 
and he is great and so we can just worship him great are you lord says for great is the lord and greatly to be praised he is to be feared above all gods for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols but the lord made the heavens psalm 96 4 versus a piece of stick or worshiping yourself look what god did he made the heavens it's your breath in our lungs and the Lord formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. Woo! He gave us that life. You give life, you are love. Anyone who does not love God does not know God because God is love. This song talks about the fourth thing it talks about here is you bring light into the darkness. Points to a couple of scriptures in John which we are studying on Friday nights. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Isn't that beautiful? So you can feel like you're in darkness, but again, that light's going to come. He gives you life. He is love. He's given you that breath in your lungs so we can just celebrate him. We build our life around him and we just know, great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken and great are you Lord it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour Light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
I've come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Thank you, Lord. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope Romans 15 13 mmm I tell you I could I could uh, oop, I grabbed my picture we could I could do that uh, so long about uh, just just praise and praise and praise <laughs> I have a message with my picture here. Let me go to this one. Um, as I didn't lock that screen. It's just fun new software to play with. <laughs> Let's dig a little bit more into uh, the rest of the scripture. We start with verse 14 where we just kind of jump and see w the depth of how he's referring to other scriptures as well that kind of confirm what Paul's teaching here. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means, for he says to Moses, I have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I have compassion on who I have compassion. So talking about this injustice, Deuteronomy 32 talked about the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice, a God of faithfulness and without inquity, just and upright is he. So we have a just and upright king. So, you know, we might think that, go, well, why, why wouldn't he choose this person? He would choose this person. But he's got a reason for what he's doing. It's like he hardened Pharaoh's heart, right, to show the world his glory. And um, we just need to understand that there, it's true justice, right, is what God is. And 2 Chronicles talks about this as well, 19.7 says, Now then, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Be careful what you do, for there is no injustice with the Lord our God, or partiality, or taking bribes. 
So there's no injustice here. That's one thing that Paul wants to really make clear. And verse 15 gets into, I will have mercy on who I have mercy. And, and, and you see that in Exodus, all the way back in Exodus. He says, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and proclaim before you my name. This is when he was passing before Moses, right? In this, in, in this, in this uh, covenant with him. The Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So again, since we all deserve death, this is one thing that's just so key, guys. We all deserve death. This is because he doesn't select everybody. doesn't mean he's evil and injustice. It's like, let's just say there's 100 dogs when you go to the pound and you choose one. Does that make you evil because you didn't pick the other 99? No, it does not. So you got to remember when everybody deserves death, God rescuing us um, for his purposes. To, largely to show his love and rescue more people, right, is a, is something that we got to understand. This is it's not easy to think about this from a logical perspective. Why? Well, God has the power to save all 99 puppies, right? But he's chosen you. He's chosen me. And uh, it's important to understand that. It's a huge privilege is what it is. It's a huge privilege that we need to understand. And since there's no injustice, we got to understand, okay, He's, he's got a bigger view than we do on what he's doing, right? His verse 17 gets into, For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, talking about Moses, that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. And you see back here in Exodus 9, For this purpose I have raised you up, to show you my power, so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So he clearly chose Moses for such a purpose. That was his calling. He chose you for your calling. What is your calling? That's why we have a whole class on that called Impactor for Truth. And part of the whole module is taking your own spiritual gift assessment, making sure you're getting in to understand who you are, how God made you, what your passions are, and then from that, finding out what your calling is. The calling he's called you to, that he talks about in Ephesians 4, right there. Verse 19 gets into, you will say to me when, why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? Right, and you know, obviously he's all powerful, right? So 2 Chronicles talks about this in 20 uh, verse six. And said, O Lord God our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none may be able to withstand you. So that's the answer. I mean, obviously, so so when God calls you, you're going to come. He called Paul. Paul was killing Christians as Saul, right? And when he calls you, sorry, you're going to come. Now he gives you free will. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a dichotomy of predestination versus free will. <clears throat> Both are true. And that's uh, something that we might not understand completely, but <clears throat> that's what it is. Excuse me, let me get some water. And you'll see here in verse 20, but who are you, old man, to answer back to God? What will, will what is molded say to the molder? Why have you made me this? So he's the creator. We got to remember, he has a right to give us different roles. And he's called you for a purpose. And he's going to give different people different roles, right? In verse 20, uh, 
could be emphasized in 20 is Isaiah 29 where it says, you turn things upside down, shall the potter be regarded as the clay that the things made should say of his maker, he did not make me, or the thing formed say of him who formed it, he has no understanding. So this is one thing that we understand, this all-powerful God who loves us, chose us to do something specific. So we need to find out what that is. And don't say he didn't make you. And don't say he has no understanding of you. He loves you. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. He knows you intimately, right? This is a God of love that knows you intimately. And if we are questioning him on what he's done with us, why did you make me this way? No. Find out who you are in Christ and live for him. Build your life around him like we just sang. We just sang that whole song about build my life on his love. That's what we're to do, right? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump of one vessel for honorable purposes and another one for dishonorable purposes? And um, we see this whole concept of a potter. And one of the, my memory verses here is Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Beautiful scripture. This is one, one thing I have in my my morning prayer every day besides putting on my armor of God and all these things I always say this because uh, you know um, uh, you know my, my part of my prayer in the morning is is uh, Lord I trust you with all my heart I lean not in my own understanding so I don't limit you I submit you I acknowledge you in all my ways and Lord make my path straight as what I what, he, what my calling is is as a truth teller and an equipper of the saints and then I, but I end it with, or any other way you want to use me. I'm the clay, you're the potter. Make me the work of your hands, right? So that's just a potential suggested prayer for you guys is that if you really want to be in God's will, it's submitting to him. It's being the clay. So if we can be the clay, amazing, amazing things will happen because he'll yoke us and guide us and take us away from all the pit holes that Satan wants to bring you in, in your life, right? That, that is a, just a fact of what he's going to be doing. And, um, you know, when he talks about honorable versus dishonorable, 2 Timothy talks about that too. Now, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable use. So, again, just to really love how Scripture just ties together. Timothy and Galatians and Ephesians and go back to Exodus and now you know all out of Romans 9 that's why I love this method of learning of just grabbing all these scriptures together verse 22 says what if God desired to show his wrath to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction vessels of wrath talked about in Acts 9.15, but the Lord said to him, and this is Jesus, says, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Chosen instrument. Right? So that's uh, that's exactly what, uh, the, what the Lord does there. Um, again, some for destruction and some for, for, for good use. Verse 23 says, in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he prepared beforehand for glory. So he may use things for bad and good, all to come back to what? For his glory. 
That's what he's, he's, he's there to show his glory, to bring more people to him, right? And so the riches of his glory, Ephesians 3.16 says that according to the riches of his glory, he might may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. What a beautiful scripture, right? Uh, to show that the riches of his glory, Paul writes about in multiple books um, from different angles there. Um, and again, he prepared you beforehand, it talks about right here. So we, there's scriptures all over talking about him choosing us beforehand. We're going to get into that. We just saw it on verse 29. It says, For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So again, he foreknew you, and he selected you, and he chose you. It's a huge privilege. And, you know, I think uh, as the elect, you can save your household as well. Sometimes there's some scriptures that alluded to that. So just keep praying. Don't stop praying for your family and friends that have departed, especially if they're raised, they're raised in it. Remember, when they are old, they would not depart, right? So just keep on praying for people. But the whole important thing is just to bask in the fact and the love of knowing that you were chosen, you were predestined. And God has a calling for every, each and every one of us. Um, this even us whom he called, not from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. And uh, this is, this is uh, where it comes to where we are grafted in, right? We, we are part of the promise that we talked about earlier. Romans 3 talked about this. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, also of Gentiles. Woo! I have so many tabs open here, I'm going to have to close some of these <laughs> to get back over to my original scripture. This is, we're going through a lot tonight, today. Uh, I just was loving this, digging into this. It's like, woo, what power. And then he talks about, as indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people, I will call my people. And her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And I always like to go back when they talk about that, uh, is go back to the actual scripture. There's Hosea 2, where it says, And I will sow her for myself in the land, and I will have mercy on no mercy. And I will say to not my people, you are my people. And I will say, you are my God. So we can say, you are my God, even if we're not Jews, right? Because we are, we are chosen by God. And he said, that's what he says. Does this, say, does this say we go choose him? No, this says right there. And I will have mercy on no mercy. So we don't deserve mercy, but he gives us mercy. We are not his people, but he says, you are my people. Is that not beautiful? That's the beauty and the love of God who gave us this. Um, the promise of Abraham to come to us. It's like verse 26 gets into and the ve in the very place where it is said to them, you are not my people. There they will be called sons of the living God. <coughs> and you'll see here in Hosea 1.10, yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And the place where it was said to them, that's what it just said there in uh, in that quote. You are not my people, it should be said children of the living God. So even though we are not his people, chosen people of Israel, because of Jesus coming, setting the captives free, what he do? He set us free. And what happens? We are now. We shall be said to us, right? 
children of the living God. You are a child of the living God, despite not even being his people, his original people he chose to show his glory. He showed his glory to, so he could set us free. And Isaiah cries out the curse of Israel, throw the number of the sons of Israel will be the sand of the sea. Only a remnant will be saved. Isn't that interesting? Only a remnant. So we talk, I talk about the remnant all the time. I, I believe these are the people, these are special chosen people. Romans 11 will talk about that. So too at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. So if you've actually accepted Jesus as your savior, believe that God raised him from the dead, right? Said Jesus is Lord, like Romans 10, 9 is gonna tell us next week. Um, you're, you're the remnant most likely, especially if you've submitted to God. I think there's a big difference. There's a big body of Christ and those who have submitted to God and you put him first. You're, you're gonna be the part of the remnant. And he's talking to me about that a lot right now. And um, I believe he's gonna to want to talk to you specifically about your path. That's why I have the whole blog about Rick's Alone Time with God that kind of is based on the book from Nathan French that says, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you, right? We talked quite a bit about that. Um, verse 29 says, as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, he would have been like Sodom or been like Gomorrah. So again, left us our offspring. Go back to Isaiah. If the Lord of hosts had not left us a few survivors, we should have been like Saddam and Gomorrah. So even though it looks bad here in, in across the world, and a lot of people uh, not really being part of this remnant, right? There is a remnant, and I believe that remnant's growing. He always leaves us that remnant that he can work with to do mighty great things. That's quite exciting. Here's, uh, to get to this last paragraph, Israel's unbelief, unfortunately. Um, what did, what shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it that is a righteous that is by faith. So the Gentiles, Gentiles didn't pursue it, right? In, in Isaiah 65, 1, it says, I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. Again, this is another example of God choosing to go outside his people. And even though we weren't even asking for him to call us. That's the privilege. If you are called by him, what a huge privilege that is. But the Israel who pursued the law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith. But it was as if we're based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. And this is how I'm going to end this uh, today, guys, is this stumbling stone and how important it is to understand this. Right, we need to know that the righteousness is is by faith. Romans one talked about this. Says for the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And this is the critical part of what the false gospel is. There's so many religions out there teaching you have to do things to get to heaven. That you have to go to church. You have to give money. You have to. Do this, do that, do that. Works, 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 works. And they're all false. That's not the true gospel. The gospel's simple. It's 100% Jesus and 0% me and you. And this is really, that stumbling stone is works. The stumbling stone is thinking that you don't have to have Christ. 
Don't stumble over that one. Um, again, they didn't exceed it because they think it was the law. The law is works. Galatians 5.4 tells us you are, you who are severed from Christ. You who were would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. If you think you can be justified by the law, it's impossible. There's 613 laws in just the Old Testament. And then Jesus made it harder by saying, if you even look at a woman, you've committed adultery. Right? If you hate your brother, you've committed murder. He's basically trying to show you that you can't do it without the Savior. You have to have a Savior based on faith. It has nothing to do with what you do. 100% Jesus. 0% me and you. 100% Jesus. And that is so important. The stumbling stone is that law and works and not accepting the free gift of Christ. That's the gospel. And in verse 32 talks about that stumbling stone, right? And it's also talked about in 1 Peter 2.8. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumbled because they disobeyed the word and they were destined to do. We don't want to stumble on that at all. And the last verse in this talks about as it was written behold i am laying in zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame and this is beautiful so let's dig a little bit more into the stumbling stone isaiah 28 16 even talks about it therefore thus says the lord god behold i am the one who is laid as a foundation in zion a stone a tested stone a precious cornerstone we sung about that as one of the name of christ he's the, he's the cornerstone of sure foundation whoever believes will not be in haste the cornerstone this is christ saying the law is moved away and the old covenant and the new covenant this like we, we remember we just studied all of the book of hebrews this is the this is the high priest that lives forever but he's also the stumbling stone because if you stumble and don't believe that, you're going to think you have to do things and you have to work and it becomes pride. And it becomes a works-based theology. And every other religion besides Christianity has works in it. The truth is faith and salvation through faith alone. And the stumbling block is not believing that very thing. It's not accepting Christ, that it's 100% Jesus and 0% us. 1 Peter 2, 6, 7 says, For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a Zion, a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. They requote that in 1 Peter 2, 6. And it ends with this. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. They rejected Jesus, and it was the cornerstone to everything, to all of their salvation. Jesus is a cornerstone. So let's not miss that most important point. Isaiah 8.14 says, And he will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling to both houses of Israel, a trap and a snare to inhabitants of Jerusalem. This trap and snare was works, not understanding that they could just accept Jesus as their Savior and everything would be fine. I know we're going through a ton of scripture here. There's a couple more that are the key as we end. And that is 
put not put being put to shame. You do not have to be put in shame if you just depend on Jesus, submit to Jesus, know that He's a hundred percent of the reason for you getting to to, to to heaven. And the other scripture like Isaiah forty nine twenty three points to this: Kings shall be your foster fathers, and their queens your nursing mothers. With their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you and lick the dust of your feet. That's talking they're going to bow down to Jesus. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. So you will not be put to shame if you trust in Jesus. Another passage here, the last one we'll go over is Joel 2, 26 and 27. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord your God, <coughs> and there is none else, and my people shall never again be put to shame. Woo, is that not beautiful? And that's why we're gonna praise, because we can just rest in this love of Jesus, knowing that he selected us, he chose us, we're not gonna be put to shame. And this stumbling block that so many people stumble over is trying to think that they have to work their way to heaven. When instead, we can just we can just love the Lord and we can just praise him. And, 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 and uh, this is what the song's all about. Hosanna, praise is rising. Um, Annette, do you mind doing this one too? I love to. Hosanna, Hosanna, eyes, hearts, and hopes are turning to you. We long for you. And the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Matthew 21, 9. We find strength to face today. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. That according to his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Ephesians 3.16 You are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1, 3, B. Wow. Awesome. Let's worship. Yeah. What a beautiful uh, set of scriptures again. You're chosen. You can find strength to face your days. Praise is rising. Praise rising eyes are turning to you we turn to you hope is stirring hearts are yearning for you we long When we see you, we find strength. 
he was pierced for our transgression and crushed for our iniquities. With his wounds we are healed. caused us to be born again a living hope to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And we're going to wrap this up with a cute little song. This talks come back to the to the to, to Moses. Uh, Noah, I'm sorry. Noah built a boat sitting in the sand. Told everybody. Everybody said, "Man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't ever gonna float." But he he did listen to them, right? He believed God over you, and so God has a plan for you. So believe Him over what other people say. He make yourself a ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. In Genesis 6:14, and Moses did it. So let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. That's what Luke 137 tells us, for nothing will be impossible with God. And the third verse says, when God opens a door, he will lead you through. That's the key part of the song. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. God's got a plan for you, and you can walk right through that. So take every chance you get and don't you quit because if you believe it's true it starts with you that's a part of this song that's so fun and positive and it points to galatians 6 9 and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season you will reap if you do not give up so don't give up let's uh, actually praise him and uh, understand that Noah build a boat he's rewarded for it 40 days and 40 nights <laughs> Everybody, everybody.
Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. Not a fun way to end the service. Uh, we just love you guys. Uh, this is Word and Worship. This is, oh, we forgot this verse. It's got a seat. We're doing it again. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. All right. All right. That's the last song we're going to do. We're uh, a little over. I wanted to kind of show you guys a couple things, though. Um, if you just go to blesstoteach.com, um, I think you really enjoy getting to everything from there, right? Blessed with the number two teach.com. Love for you guys to become a bigger part of this ministry. We appreciate this. If this ministry has blessed you, there's all kinds of ways you can get involved even further. Um, you got um, this about tab tells all about our mission and vision and everything else. The PGT show will get you the old shows. The worship here will get you to find actual word and worship and praise and prayer type videos. I think you'll enjoy that. That's just new tabs we put in there lately. The neighborhood is, is our free um, Facebook replacement. And you can see we have groups and events and blogs and forums that you can get to from here, jumping into there. If you just click on that neighborhood, it's going to take you to the Christian Impactor platform. So you can download neighborhood.social on your phone or uh, the Play Store as well as your Apple Store. Or you can just type in neighborhood.social right in your URL and get to it. And this is where we are all spending time. There's groups here that meet. By the way, we have B2T Biblical Zoom groups. There's six of them right now, hoping to old, um, add add more. Gray, Grow and Grace meets at, uh, at noon on, 
on Thursdays, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. You'll see God Squad meets, and these guys just are meeting Zoom. These are other biblical Christian patriots. This is not the time to be alone. So come in and join some of these uh, these groups. Here's a intimacy with the Holy Spirit noon on Tuesday. You got Project Children Rescue, which we do uh, after the show on. Tuesday nights as well as at uh, uh, 11 a.m. CST on Thursday. You'll see all the times if you click on these. Courts of Heaven meets Fridays at 3 p.m. And we have Wednesday at 7, uh, Prayer Warrior Bible Study um, happens. So if you want to be part of the B2T Biblical Zoom groups, you'll find them all there. Also, back at the blessedteach.com, you've got equipping. This is our training that we do. Inner Healing Deliverance, a free training course. Um, here's an impactor for truth training I was talking about where you want to find your calling, learn how to red pill friends, learn how to um, help with the, the, the reliability of the Bible. That is a course that you can basically get in for any price that you want to pay, um, and any gift of any sort. It got backstage. Here is where you can come backstage on Zoom with all these patriots while we're worshiping as well as um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays when we bring 107 and Amanda Grace and all these awesome patriots backstage. You can be on Zoom with them. That's part of the backstage. And this you just sign up right there. That used to be $17.76 a month. Now it's free. You can also go to the store for Christmas shopping right there. Um, we got all kinds of Christian patriot uh, uh, that 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 um, uh, stores and natural solutions. There's a coffee I drink that's uh, extremely healthy. Um, helps you do intermittent fasting. Uh, also, just very uh, anti-inflammatories like turmeric and other things in there. You'll see that. Uh, this is a great way to have beef that's grass-fed and grass-finished and food store, f- food for food storage as well. Some people just rotate it into the regular diet. Got the biblical healing oil, frankincense and myrrh. Why don't you give somebody a present for, for, with frankincense and myrrh in the oil for healing? And then my pillow as well. This, three, this four great examples. There's many others, though, that you can dig through here in the store. Last thing I wanted to show you was uh, obviously if this has blessed you, um, the year-end donations would be really appreciated with the shortfall we have. You can uh, come here at uh, and give to eight three. You can text give to eight three three two zero nine twenty three ninety three. That's eight three three two zero nine twenty three ninety three. Also, if anybody decides to give even a dollar a month, they will become a partner. And our partners actually will receive exclusive ministry updates and receive regular prayer from our intercessory prayer groups. You and your team, every Monday that you get together, you'll love that. But most importantly, you're just planting into this vision and this mission and all our expansion plans we have here. So if this uh, ministry is blessing you, we'd love for you to become a partner and become. Again, there's three ways to do that there. Um, With that, I am just going to end in a prayer. I'm gonna come here and see if my what camera I want to turn on. There we go. And uh, let's let's end this uh, with 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 the saying thank thank you to the Lord Heavenly Father. Thank you for Romans chapter nine. What a beautiful scripture um, is telling us that you've selected us. We've elected you, predestined us. You chose us before the, the beginning of even the creation of the world, Lord. And we just thank you that you know you. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And Lord, let us all know what our calling is, what you specifically designed us to do as the potter. We're the clay, you're the potter. You've designed each of us differently. And Lord, I pray that each person will submit themselves to you. Let them yoke you. Allow 
you to guide their lives. They'll understand that they are saved by grace alone, 100% you and 0% them. And then they'll be sanctified by just submitting to you, Lord, and that you will speak to them directly or speak to them and direct their path day by day as they submit to you. I love you, Lord. We thank you. And we just cannot wait to continue to dig into your word on Word and Worship every Friday and Monday. We love you. And we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Hey, with that, um, we, we will just make sure you are living by faith and not fear. And also uh, living by faith and not sight. Right? So if the backstagers wouldn't mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Um, yes. And God bless you all. And thank you for coming. <laughs> all right. And thank you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God you. Bless God you bless all. you. God bless you.